Welcome to The Crick House. We are so glad that you can join us. We pray that today's episode inspires you, gives you hope, and that God speaks to you in amazing ways through it. So without further ado, welcome to our home. Hello and welcome back to The Crick House. Today's episode is a little bit different. You will see from the title that is a sneak preview of an audiobook that we are currently recording for our audio theatre platform. Now, if you don't know what audio theatre platform is, jump onto our website at www.manatheatrecompany.uk and click on Film and Audio. That will explain everything about what audio theatre is for you. But this is a new audiobook that we're recording And this is chapter one of a book called At Dawn. Now, At Dawn was written by Ariel Crick, my sister. um, And you can find a paperback copy of this book on our website as well on the shop. So, without further ado, here is chapter one of At Dawn. We hope you enjoy it. We may release further chapters in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out on your podcast's player of choice, whether it be Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, because more sneak previews and chapters are coming soon. So sit back, relax, enjoy this chapter one of At Dawn. Chapter one. Amongst the hills of Bethany, two small girls played in and out of the groves. The scent from the eucalyptus trees was heavy in the air. The oldest daughter of Jacob stood on the incline of the hill and looked at her younger sister. Mary! Pick up your skirts. Emma needs us at home to help with supper. Little Mary looked up at her big sister, her large cornflower blue eyes smiling. Oh, but Martha, look at these beautiful flowers. Don't you think Lazarus would like them? Martha raised an eyebrow and gave a small shake of her head. Pushing her dark brown curls back over her shoulder, she rearranged her small apron. Our brother doesn't care for flowers, Mary. Now hurry up before Emma sends Abbott to come looking for us. Mary hardly noticed as Martha started to walk back down the hill towards their home on the edge of the road that led into the town of Bethany. She was bent over a little cluster of small flowers with little blue petals and slender green stems. Abbott and Lazarus will like these. They always like it when I bring them flowers. Pulling two bunches out of the soft earth, Mary tied the stems with a ribbon. She took from her hair, Emma had done, in the morning. Tucking them in her apron, she ran down the hill after her sister, that Emma was waiting for them in the doorway of the house. Anna shook her head and smiled as she saw her two daughters arrive out of breath. Her oldest daughter, Martha, was as neat as always, her hair neatly tied back in a mass of curls, her clothes spotless and her apron tidy. She was the organised one, always ready to work hard having little time for pleasure. Anna had a feeling that Martha worked hard because it gave her a sense of purpose. She glanced across at her other daughter, Mary. She was the light-hearted, gentle-spirited one with a love for everything around her and the state she was in made that very clear. Her hair was coming undone and her dress was two inches thick in mud. Her apron was tucked up, acting as a basket for the slightly squashed flowers she was carrying. Anna opened her mouth to say something, but Mary tugged her arm. Where are Abba and Lazarus, Ima? Anna tried to wipe a smudge off her youngest daughter's cheek with the corner of her shawl. Your brother and Abba are out in the woodshed trying to fix the bench that Josiah's father brought. 
to be fixed. Anna blinked, then laughed as Mary darted off, not staying to hear another word of what her Emma had to say. Martha sighed and placed her hands on her hips. She pressed her lips into a thin line and shook her head. Mary must learn to be more appropriate with her behaviour, Emma. She runs around like one of the boys getting mud all over her and doesn't spare a minute for the work that must be done. Anna, amused at her ten-year-old daughter's view on her seven-year-old sister, laughed and took Martha's hand. Well, let us leave Mary to deliver her flowers to Abba and brother and she can help me clean up after supper. You can help me prepare now. Though she wasn't quite satisfied, Martha nodded and slowly taking Anna's hand went inside. Mary trotted around the back of the house and stepped across the small stream that separated their home from the woodshed, the hem of her robe dragging in the water. Alba! Mary sung out as she knocked on the door. Mary! Grinning, Mary nudged the door open as her name was sung back to her. Mary's Abba Jacob, son of Eli, was leaning over a bench trying to fix the back onto it more securely. Her brother Lazarus was busy carving a new leg for the bench on his work table. Skipping over to her Abba, Mary placed one of the squished bunches of flowers in his large hands. Oh, these are beautiful flowers, daughter. Bending over, Jacob kissed his daughter on the top of her head. Mary took in the scent of the wood chips and the spice that seemed to cling to his beard. Put them with the other ones, Abba. I will do just that, child. Jacob walked over to the rafters that held up the woodshed roof. Reaching up, he tied the bunch of flowers onto one of the rafters with the rest of the many bunches that Mary had brought him over the years. Happy with what she saw, Mary turned around and went over to Lazarus's work table. She placed the bunch of flowers on it and smiled up reverently at him. Lazarus looked at the flowers, then at his sister and grinned. Thank you, Ashat Katana. He reached over and ruffled her hair, then placed the flowers in a small earthen cup of water at the end of the work table. Mary's grin grew even bigger as her Abba laughed. Mary sat at the edge of Lazarus's work table for a few minutes watching him work. She loved her brother. He was the oldest of the three siblings, and at 13, Lazarus seemed like an adult to little Mary. He was tall, strong, and brown from his workout in the sun and he knew a lot of things Mary didn't. Now as she watched him working, she followed the rhythmic pattern as he carved the wood gently, shaping it into the form he wanted it to be. He pressed the carpenter's knife into the wood, pressing it down and taking long, smooth strokes. Next to her Abba, Mary thought Lazarus was the best carpenter in the entire world. He would often sit down with her on the back steps outside and teach her to read small passages from scripture. Mary's favourite was, and always would be, one of the psalms that King David had written. It was one of the first ones Lazarus had shown her. He thought it would help her to know it, as she often was afraid of the dark. Mary, eager to please him and be a good student, had learnt it off by heart, would often go off on her own to speak it to herself, as she worked with her Ema or walked through the groves. Although it was at night, that the words really meant something to her. Before she slept, she would quietly speak the psalm to herself, waiting for the reassurance that she didn't need to be afraid of the dark.
Thank you so much for listening to Chapter 1 of At Dawn by Ariel Crick. We really hope that you enjoyed it. To find the book in paperback or to find out more about audio theatre, visit our website at www.manatheatrecompany.uk. We will be releasing more chapters from this book onto our podcast in the coming weeks, so make sure you're subscribed so that you get notified when those new chapters get released. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of The Crick House.